kindly privilege this morning to stand before your presence and the presence of the Lord this morning to minister God's word to you. And I count it a very great honor for God's servant to consider that this man standing here can deliver something to God's people. And I don't take it for granted at all. And I thank him for this honor. And I thank him for this privilege. And I want to thank the pastorate, the pastorate, the leadership of the church as well to say thank you for this privilege. It's never taken for granted to always have the opportunity to minister to God's people. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Now we want to continue in the series that we've been running. Um, the sanctification by the, by the Holy Spirit. Sanctification by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We want to continue in that series. And today we're looking at diverse tongues and interpretation of tongues. We're looking. I just wanted to follow me because I don't really have notes here to follow. I wanted to follow me as I follow the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're dealing with uh, diverse, diverse of tongues and interpretation of tongues. I know you wonder in this ministry, we speak in tongues a lot. We speak so much tongues. We are praying early morning prayer. It's five minutes tongues from 5.05 to 6 to 5.10. It's tongues. If, if, we're, if we're fasting, it's 30 minutes tonguing before you ever say anything. And I know possibly or probably some people might be wondering, what is this that they always do? That's, that's, that's one of the things that excited me when I arrived in this church one or two, two, two years plus ago when I arrived in this church and, 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 and I, I, I sat down, it was a fasting time and, and, and prayer was just going on in the realm of the spirit. I was like, oh, this is this, this just the right place for me because I can't see myself survive in the Christendom or in the worship of God's, of God's um, um, power and, and agenda on earth without speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. 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 The glory and the presence of the Lord is in this place this morning, and I want it to be very sensitive. I can tell you it's like a cloak. It's like a cloak. I, I feel it very strong on me here, and I want you to pay attention and forget every distraction. I remember I was in worship this morning, and, and, and a lot of things began to you know, cloud my mind, and the Holy Ghost said to me, barrier those distractions now. So distractions can actually take you away from exactly what God wants to deliver to you. It's your mind. It might not be the devil. But it might just be things, responsibilities or things that you're thinking you, you need to cover or things you need to do or where you think you're lagging behind. But I just wanted to do away with those things this morning and focus and concentrate. Just concentrate on, 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 on what the Holy Ghost wants to deliver. First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. I wanted to understand some things, few things. Some of them you know, some of them you might not know. Um, uh, but a few things that make this ministry to behave spiritually the way we do. In terms of our prayers, in terms of speaking in tongues. In terms of how we always, you know, um, speak in, in the tongues or other languages that you may not understand. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10, to another the walking of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the sunning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And, and, and a pastor has um, 
done a lot of justice to most of these um, giftings in the body of Christ as we're looking at this as in a series. And Dr. Kidd also did a justice. Um, we've been looking at this and last Sunday, Pastor talked about the discernment or the discerning of spirits. And thank you for making that clarity because I've always mixed it up with the spirit of discernment. Rather than discernment of spirit, I had to go back to sit down and look at it. That's why I had to ask you that Wednesday to create that balance so that I can also understand it very clearly. And um, thank God for everyone that made contributions that Wednesday. I had to go back and sit down and say, oh, okay. I think it's, I've been missing it from my childhood, but I've gotten it right for the first time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today we're looking at, if you were not in church last Sunday, please, I would encourage you to listen to that message on YouTube. It's, it's there on YouTube, our, our, our TV channel there. Listen to that message last Sunday, the, the sunning of spirits. It, it would bless you a lot. It's different from the spirit of discernment. It will bless you. Praise the Lord. And unfortunately, Wednesday service was not recorded. So if you missed it, you've missed it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, today we're looking at the different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Different kinds of tongues and interpretations of tongues. Now, speaking in tongues is a gift in the body of Christ. And alongside this message, you, you, you understand why. It's, it's, it's a gift in the body. It's a spiritual system that the Lord infused into the spirit of believers to be able to um, conquer some things that in human language they might not be able to conquer or they might not be able to overcome so is a thing that when most especially when there are difficulties if you can subscribe to that realm of prophetic um utterance in the realm of the spirits i say prophetic utterance because tonguing or speaking in another tongue is also a prophecy is 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 an infusion of both speaking in a language that is not known to either you or another person listening to you and also is making a declaration prophetically in alignment with the will of God. So if there's a situation that is not bowing to the will of God and the design of God in your destiny, you have to subscribe to that realm of another language which aligns with the heavenly will at that particular moment in time to disconnect or to destabilize that particular situation. I'm going to take you through, through scriptures. Jesus spoke tongues at different times. God himself speaks tongues. I hope you know that. I'll show you from scriptures. And the Bible says, forbid not to speak in another tongue. So, if you're not speaking in tongues, you are actually disadvantaging yourself. You are, I, 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 I like to, I had to convert that to a gerund. That's the only way I could communicate what I want to communicate to you. You are disadvantaging yourself 
from partaking in some things that God wants to communicate to your life or some blessings that God wants to impart to your environment or to your family or to your life. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 39, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 439, the Bible says, sorry, I may not have given some of the scriptures here, but as it's just coming, just if you can just follow me with your Bible. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 39, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Do not forbid to speak with tongues. Now the Bible says uh, that when prophecy is given, that prophecy is given for three different things. It's given for edification, number one, which has to do with your life. It's an impartation that is induced within your human spirit uh, to be able to function in alignment with the will of God. Now the Bible says that prophecy will also bring exhortation. In other words, if you're dis- is discouraged in a particular thing, the Holy Ghost brings that word to you to encourage you to strengthen you and to you know help you to actualize or to take a, a emotion or action towards what God wants you to do and the Bible said again it brings comfort now the scripture says that why Peter can we go to Acts of Apostles chapter 2 why Peter and his brethren were in that upper room. The Bible says the Holy Ghost, the place we read this morning, in case you're listening to us, you're, you're, you're listening to us um, on, on our online platforms, Buzzsprout, you're going to listen uh, later on on YouTube, or whichever online portal you're going to join us. We read as of Apostle this morning, chapter 2, 6 to 11, and we read as of Apostle 19 as well, 1 to 7. But I want to take on this as of Apostle chapter 2 first. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, the Bible says, as of Apostle chapter 2 and verse 14. This is after they've spoken in tongues and different tongues and different languages in different, you know, languages that we read this morning from that 6 to 11 of Azorah chapter 2. The Bible said then they thought that these people were drunk. They thought they were drunk. But the Bible says, and Peter standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell, verse 14, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. The Bible says, verse 16, but this is that in my old King James. New King James said, this is worth. But I love my old King James a lot. The Bible said, he said, but this is that. This. This. The languages you're hearing in another tongue. This. The things you're hearing in your different languages, Arabian, Egyptian, you know, different kinds of languages. He said, this is that. That was spoken years ago by prophet 
Jewel. So it was a prophecy that Joel gave in Joel chapter 2 that in the last day it shall come to pass, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. So he said, The tongues you're hearing is that prophecy. He said, This is that. I want you to stand in your life. As you go through this world, remember the Bible says we are pilgrims. We don't belong here. We are pilgrims. We don't belong here. One of the lines of that hymn we sang this morning said, Then when he will call me home, in my home far away, he said, Where I will ever remain, and in his glory I will share. So we are pilgrims here. Now I want you to have that opportunity in your life where everything that happens in your life, you make reference that this is that which is spoken according to the word. Your son is sick in the house. You lay hands on your son. He said, this is that which Isaiah spoke in 51 of Isaiah. He said, this is that. I feel God here this morning. He said, this is that. Someone is blind. You lay hands on that, on that blind eye. And you speak, Ephata. You said, this is that which Jesus did in, in Mark chapter 7, verse 34. He said, this is that. Because you see, tongues is not for celebration. Tongues is a spiritual identity that confuses and disconnects the devil because you see what the devil does? Devil till today contest the sovereign decision of God. The devil Contest the suffering because it's in what the devil was looking for was to run a parallel government in heaven where you have to make a choice. You have to decide either to follow God or to follow the devil. So he was looking, you see, he, he, he wanted a positional uh, you know, place in heaven, but he was cast down and then he now came because when he saw that what he was looking for, the image of God, God gave it to man. That's how man become a target of the devil. If God takes this image today and put it in an animal, animal becomes the target of the devil. So the issue is the image. So when when the devil brings sickness upon a man, he is trying to mock the divine sovereign will of God. To say the man who you gave the zenith of your decision is now being you know, subjected under my rule. You see why you have to get angry? You have to get angry because you are, ah, yeah, yeah. you know, the Bible said that Jesus is an express image of the invisible God. And Jesus is the first begotten of the Father, first begotten. So we are all begotten now, we are expression. You and I are full expression of the image of God here. The prophets of old understood this thing. They functioned very well. The ones in the New Testament that understood this thing, they functioned very well. That was why when the army of Syria came against Elisha, Elisha said, oh God, blind these people. And that was it. Immediately, 
blinded. Now the Bible says, he said to them, this is that. So, tongues are prophetic utterances. Tongues are prophetic utterances. Can we go to that 19 we read? As of Apostle 19. As of Apostle 19, please. 19. The Bible says, Now it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, verse 1, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some, some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Verse 3. He said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. So these guys already knew that there is, John talked about one coming after him who is not worthy to, you know, unloose his sandals and he will baptize them with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So they somehow have an idea of what is expected, but at that time, they only knew John's baptism. The Bible says, then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with new tongues and prophesied. They spoke with new tongues. They spoke with new tongues and made prophetic utterances. So in the tongues, were a declaration of what God intended for their lives and the communities and where they existed at the time. So in the tongues, in the tongues were prophetic agenda of God infused. Tongues are not languages that have been borrowed, no. The Bible said they spoke as the Holy Ghost Gave them utterance. Remember Romans chapter 8 verse 26. The Bible says we do not know how to pray as we ought to. But as the Holy Ghost. He who makes intercession with groanings. For us which cannot be altered. He said then the one that knows what is in the heart of God. He said knows how to make intercessions according to the will of God. So when you speak in another tongue, it's something that the Holy Spirit is bringing to your spirit to align with divine will. Now Jesus said, Jesus said this in Mark chapter 16, Jesus said in verse 17, and these signs we follow those who believe. He said, in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. He said they will speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. What was Jesus exactly saying? What Jesus was saying. They had a tongue of humanity. But now. When they have exchanged their lives for my life, when they speak a word, 
it would produce result as though God is the one speaking. He said they will speak with new tongues. Have you not wondered why is the fire that came on the in the upper room, why did that fire come with a shape of a cloven tongue of fire? Why did it come in the shape of a tongue? Why did that tongue come in the shape of a tongue? The Bible says, if we go back to that as of Apostle chapter 2 there, the Bible says, chapter 2, the Bible says there, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. The Bible said, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. The Bible said, then they began to speak. 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 You see, if you notice something, you find out something, I'm going to read to you. I discovered it while I was sitting there and Sister Grace and Choir were ministering. Trust there. And I tell you, in worship, be sensitive because God will show you things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says there that there was sound that came. Sound from heaven. And it filled the whole place with lightning. And the Bible says, sat upon them a cloven tongue, like as a fire. And the scripture said, and they began to speak. We're going somewhere with this. Suddenly, a great light. And they spoke. This way now, a great light showed up in the building. Humans that have been imparted by this fire spoke. And as they spoke, there was effect and impact on what they were saying. Now the Bible says, this is Paul giving an account of what happened to him. He said, suddenly a great light from heaven fell. Shone around me and I fell to the ground and heard a voice. So a voice spoke when the light shone, was shown. Are we together to this point? Now, let's go back to, before we go to that 26, go to Matthew 27. No, Matthew 17. Go to Matthew 17. The same account is repeated in Mark 15. But let's look at the one in Matthew 17. The Bible says, the Bible says in Matthew 17, the Bible says, The Bible says, the, the Bible says, um, I, I think, right, verse, verse 5, Matthew 17, verse 5. Okay, let's look at, let's look at verse 3, is the transfiguration. You know, the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible says, and behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Verse 4. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, Moses and then Elijah. Paraphrase. Verse 5. 
while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and suddenly a voice. Are you seeing a trend? And suddenly a voice came. Suddenly a voice came. Suddenly a voice spoke. But there was a bright light. So that tells you that the, ay, 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 the presence of God. You see, the productivity of the power of the language in tongues is dependent upon the presence of God surrounding you at that time. If not, it would not produce. The Bible said there was a cloud. Now look at what happened. Look at what happened in verse 26 of Acts of Apostle. The Bible says, the Bible says in verse 14. Okay, let's, let's look at verse, verse, verse 13. The, the, the Bible says, at midday, O king, along the road I saw a light from heaven. It said, brighter than the sun. Are you seeing a trend? brighter than the sun the bible says shining around me and those who shows, who journeyed with me and when we all had fallen to the ground i heard a voice speaking to me and that voice was speaking in hebrew language god this is jesus now who has gone back to heaven the bible said jesus began to speak in another tongue the hebrew tongue he was in heaven he was in the heavenlies. He spoke in Hebrew tongues. You know, you know, tongues is about a supernatural ability to speak in a language that is unknown to you. A language that's completely unknown to you. And you can also speak in a heavenly language. It's a transrational utterance that you make. That is not any language of the earth, but it aligns with the tongues of heaven. That's why Paul said, I speak in the tongues of men and I also speak in the tongues of angels. You know, when Jesus had that boy that was deaf in his ears, Jesus was not from Greek. Jesus was born in Hebrew, in Nazarene, in Nazareth. Is that correct? But when he held that boy, the Bible say, after he sighed, verse 34 of Mark chapter 7, the Bible say, after he sighed, he put his hand on the ear of the boy. What did he say? He said, Ephata, be opened. Do you know what he means? He said, he said he spoke in Greek. So Jesus spoke in another tongue. Meaning he said let the thing that's causing this deafness be divided into two. Let there be a splitting and let there be a brokenness. So that this boy can hear. And what he said in that means I'm imparting the power to receive hearing. He said Ephata. At another time he entered where a young girl had died. He didn't speak. He said, Talitakum. So you see Jesus at different times speaking.
speaking tongues. That was why Paul said, I would not have you ignorant of the gifts of the body of Christ. He said, one of them is that you learn to speak. You open yourself to be imparted with the tongues of the spirit and the tongues of angels. Do you know something about tongues? If you are not integrated in the fellowship of the spirit, even though God speaks to you, you will not hear it. You are barriered from hearing the things of the spirit when you are, you see, you see, the devil, when the devil suggests sin to a man, he knows what he's doing. It's not just, you see, hell might be a bit far from you. But the fulfillment of your destiny here will be compromised if you give in to his suggestions. Because it barriers a lot of things from your life. The Bible says that... God spoke in Hebrew language to Saul. But Saul testified, though he was with the Hebrew people, he said they did not understand. He said they did not hear the voice. They did not even understand it. But yet they were Hebrews. They were Hebrews. They were from Hebrew. They were Jews traveling with him. But they did not. How come they did not? Why? Because Because it's a transmission of the realm of the spirit. A, a carnal man cannot receive the things of the spirit. The Bible says neither can he know it. Because they are spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. They are spiritually discerned. So if you are walking in carnality, you are shooting yourself in the foot. You miss things. You see, because it's just like I was there and God was beginning to show me a trend as the choir worshipped. And I hope you know, your preparation before you come to church defines what you get. Ah, yeah, yeah. There are variability in the realm of the spirit. You see, what you hear is dependent on your, uh, on the atmosphere in your mind. What you hear is dependent on your relationship with the Lord. What you hear, both of us can read the same verse, but there are layers of that verse and our spiritual link with the Lord will define the revelation and the realm that comes out of it. It's not the same. When I was in primary school, my teachers taught me Christian religious knowledge. They read from the Bible. There was no life. It was all stories. When I became born again, those stories became Rema. And I could use those stories to deal with the devil. But those teachers would get sick after telling us the story about the covenant of Abraham. And they don't do nothing about it. Because they were not even born again. The book they had was bigger towards this one. It's called the book of my Bible story. So he was giving them story. But this book does not give story. It gives life. What does it give? Life. And you know why you need relationship with the Lord? Mm. It takes intelligence. It takes education to be resident in your in intelligence for you to preach the later of the word. With education. You can preach the Bible. 
You can preach the Bible with education. Once education is resident in your intellect, you can, you can preach the Bible. But you see, there's no degree of education resident in your intellect that can communicate the life of that letter. So the life of the letter is communicated based on relationship with the master. Now, the Bible says, remember in John chapter 12, where the scripture says, Jesus' soul was troubled. And he said, Father, what do I do? What do I say from this hour? Deliver me from this hour. I say, before this purpose have I come. And he said, I say, he said, say, Father, glorify yourself. And, you know, and, and, and the Bible says, he, 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 the, the, the Lord responded to him to say, I've glorified it before and I will yet glorify it again. What did the people that were with him say? What, what did they say? They say it thundered. They didn't understand what word came to Jesus because they had no link or connection or relationship with the master. Jesus said, you will speak with new tongues. You will speak with new tongues. He said, you will speak with new tongues. So that is the realm that God expects all of us to walk in. Where we speak in new tongues. Where our words produce result. Where we speak a word and it confirms that which is written. That we can boldly say, this is that. According to this chapter and this particular verse, this is that that's how our lives should run you know when after Jesus said uh, look at what happened in in, in, in as of apostle chapter 28 the bible says as of apostle 28 Jesus remember he said in that Mark 16 he said you will pick up serpent and it will not harm you you will speak with new tongues look at what happened you will lay, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover look at what Paul Paul it's like you and I. He did not meet the master one to one. The Bible says, verse 3, 28, Acts of Apostle. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to leave. But he shook off the creature into fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. This is that which the master said in Acts in Mark chapter 16. The Bible said again in that region there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius who received us and entertained us cautiously for three days and it happened that the father of, of Publius lay sick of fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed and he laid his hands on him and healed him because the same that said you will speak with new tongues is the same that said when you lay hands on the sick you will recover. This man was healed. This man was healed. This man was healed when he laid his hands on him. 
When he spoke with new tongues, the Bible says he prayed. He prayed. He spoke with new tongues, new language. He prayed. Whether in the tongues of men or angel, he prayed. The Bible says he prayed. That's why uh, he said, I will sing. Can, can we go back to, 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 to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 14? Yeah, the Holy Ghost just took me back there. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. The Bible says, he said, verse 15. Okay, verse 14. He said, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays and my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? He said, I will pray with the spirit. So did you not see how he prayed for Publius father? He said, I will pray with the spirit. And I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. He speaks in tongues. Because he that prays in other tongues, the Bible says, he prays not unto man, but unto God. Though his understanding might be unfruitful, but he's speaking mysteries in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He speaks mysteries in the realm of the spirit. Did you hear when Jesus was on the cross? When you are troubled, what do you do? Jesus was on the cross. He knew the time of final separation had come. What did he say? The Bible says he spoke in another tongue. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabakitani. That was tongues. The Bible says which when interpreted Interpretation of tongues, which when interpreted meant, my father, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? What happened from then on? The Bible said the effect of that tongue tore the, 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 the curtain that separated humanity and God into two. The Bible says uh, the power of that tongue went to grave uh, and began to open grave for everyone that was dead. Read 27th verse, 27th chapter of Matthew. There were effects. Not just that he said, Eloi, Eloi, Lamas Bakhtani. The Bible says, the canal men that were around say he called it Elijah. Do you see that? They call it Elijah. But he was, he was coming. What do you do when you're troubled? When you're troubled, what do you do? The Bible says he spoke out. Eloi, Eloi. I don't know what the trouble you're facing right now. You are going to speak in tongues this morning to that situation. What is that? Eloi, Eloi. Lamasa Bakitani. And the ripple effect. They could not. In fact, the account in, in Mark chapter 9 said, when they saw what was going on, they said, truly, this man was the son of God. If your identity is questionable anywhere, what do you do? You come back. If you're facing an interview, If you're reading something you don't understand. That word Jesus spoke. Ephata be open means. In, in, in the be opened. Has an additional translation. In the transliteration of that be open. It means. He used a word. Dia. He used the word. 
Dianoyogo, yes, it's D-I-A-N-O-I-G-O. Use the word Dianoyogo. And that means to cause to understand a thing. To arouse the faculty of understanding and the desire for learning to understand an object of things. So when you read a thing and you don't get it, place your hand. Ephata, meaning my soul, my mind, be open to understand this thing. Speak. Speak in another tongues. And when you speak, most times, God gives you interpretation. Most times, most times, most times, the tongues I was speaking before I started ministering, there was things I said after that, that was what I was speaking in tongues. Sometimes, not all times, sometimes God gives you interpretation. I know in, in, you know, when I was back home, you know, I, I passed different people because I speak in tongues a lot. There's a particular one I can't remember, just very close to a particular gate of one local market in Imo State there. I passed and the man stopped his wheelbarrow and began to talk to me. I stopped. He kept talking. I said, I don't understand. The man changed in English. As the Holy Ghost said, you were speaking in his language. That was why he began to respond to you. I said, oh. So, you can speak in tongues of man. You can also speak in tongues of the spirit. And in most cases, sometimes, a lot of times, especially when it has to do with public place, God gives you the interpretation. So, if you are speaking in a public place, and there is someone there who does not understand what you're saying. The Holy Ghost. Because you see, these gifts are triggered by the occasion surrounding it. It's triggered by the occasion surrounding it. So if everyone is okay, God might not really bother to give you interpretation. But if there are one or two persons who is seeking understanding of what you're saying, the Holy Ghost will supply the interpretation straight away. The gift of tongues. I don't want us to exceed time this morning. But I want you to know I want you to know walking in a close relationship with the Lord would make the tongues you speak much more productive than just a citation. Tongues are not citation. When I was in the university undergrad, I met some fellowship brethren who would bring their fellow, you know, members and begin to literally teach them what to say in tongues and i rebuked them i said this is wrong this is not the holy spirit as a young boy in the university i said no 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 this is not the holy ghost if you want this person to speak this thing come on go back to your secret speak to the lord come back and lay hands on this boy or this lady and they will begin to speak as the spirit supplies utterance not you are you a spirit are you a student so stop supplying utterance Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So you have to develop that relationship to make the tongue very credible. Because you see, these signs are accreditors of the reign of Christ on earth still. The signs, the gifts of the spirit, they are creditors, they are credits. They are confirmation of the ministries of the ambassadors of Christ. That's why the Bible says that God pleads through us as ambassadors. And he says to the world, be you reconciled to God. So when we manifest these gifts, we are credit 
through signs and miracles and signs following that yes, Jesus is still reigning in this world. That's what Paul said. All these cravings and the things that drive the world. He said to the Philippian church in chapter 3 from verse 6. He said to them, all these things that mean something to you, I count as dung. They come in numbers, but they will be cloud my spiritual sensitivity if I cling to them. I use them for their purposes, but they do not barrier my relationship with the Lord. So he said, all these things that drive you, they come in numbers to me, but yet they are not my focus. They are not the object of my pursuit. When I pursue the kingdom, then these things will follow. He said, and the things that the world is pursuing to him is rubbish. So the things that the world classified as gold to Christians, they are senseless. They make no meaning. Because as you pursue the Lord, those things will follow. Come on. Well, well, well.